Could it also be that maybe we shouldn't just be satisfied with what other people give us and we should ask for what we actually need? Whoa. Wait. Whoa. So like, yeah. Boom. <laughs> it's about communication. Flipping the script yeah. is about communication. Uh, okay. That's really what if you give us a cookie is all about, folks. Uh, if you're just tuning in, welcome. <laughs> this is a little too quiet. A Ferndale Library podcast brought to you by the friends of the Ferndale Area District Library. Yay! Yay. That was great. Yeah. Um, I'm Erin. I'm Julia. And we're joined today by Cricket. Hello. Love to see it. (laughs) (laughs) We do love to see it. And And Sam. And Sam. We love to see it. Thanks for joining us. We love to see it, Sam. We love to see it, Cricket. Love to see it. You know what we don't love to see, though? (laughs) Bad boundaries in children's books? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes, and. <laughs> yes, and. All of these books that we brought to the table today. Yeah. Um, you guys are so well I, I wrote five pages of notes because apparently I'm just filled with rage. I, I want to hear it. Honestly, <laughs> I wrote some notes about books that I hate about five minutes before this because I realized Julia had written pages and pages and I didn't want to be the unprepared one. So don't feel like sabotage, Sam. I, I, this was a last minute thing on my part I too. I a, a notes app note on it, but I've got the titles. Yeah, there you go. Just like have a good memory. Yeah. Which also sabotage Sam sounds like a really great name that you should start using. <laughs> that is what Aaron said. It's our spinoff podcast. Yeah. Sabotage yeah. Sam. Well, that sounds like a command. <laughs> sabotage. <laughs> or is Sam sure doing the sabotaging? <laughs> Okay, wait. <laughs> back, back to what we're here yeah. for today. We are not here to sabotage Sam. No. I'm so sorry. No, we're here to talk about books that we hate, that yeah. everyone else, so, for some reason, seem to like. Um, I thought we could start, if we could just all go around and, like, say one of our top, like, hot take, I hate this books. Uh, books with so, no reasoning. No I reasoning. Want, I only want a title right now. Oh. Okay. Well, I get to explain yeah. myself later. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. If you want, or you could just okay. Or sometimes it could just be self-explanatory. Like I hate Twilight books. Is yeah. is that yours? That's that's gonna be my opening that's statement. Your opening Whoa. Statement. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I've um, never read Twilight, but me either. I was that too much like, snob. I did not that read felt it. like you're gonna see a lot of venom. Uh, this is gonna be thing. not sweet, happy Aaron. This is gonna be sharp and mean Aaron today. <laughs> a new side of Aaron. <laughs> a dark side oh, of Aaron. Really seen. It. Yeah. Love, love to see it. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, that's like stuck in my head now. <laughs> Um, I hate The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. That's on my list! Oh, oh my god, I can't wait to rip into this book. <laughs> Alright, Sam, what's a book that you hate? Um, Normal People by Sally Rooney. Oh, oh no! If only I had a buzzer. Beepy. <laughs> Mine is It by Stephen King. Good choice. <laughs> I have a whole page on that. <laughs> okay, so I want to I want to set some ground rules before we go into this. It's first and saying <laughs> there's going to be disagreement in this table with our listeners, and that is okay uh, because everyone's got different tastes, and so we just want to acknowledge that everyone's got different tastes, and it's okay that we all have different tastes with books. And if you like it, and it's the best book ever for you, fine. Just know that I may absolutely hate it, and I'm gonna rip it apart. <laughs> but we will still help you find it if you come. But in we will still help it. people find it on the shelf. Yeah, uh, because so that's many our job. Copies of the Alchemist. Yeah, that's also like one of the top 10 lost books in our collection. That's really, yeah. We go through copies of The Alchemist like toilet paper out here. I can't tell you how many times I've had to Maybe rebuy the Twilight like, books and it's killed I me inside. I just really need but... to keep that book. Maybe it really does just resonate with people. <laughs> or maybe they are using it as toilet paper because it's so dumb. <laughs> okay, I think we just need to go right into it. Cricket, please tell us <laughs> what about this book. Give us your, your notes on... Oh, okay, so number one... 
I was on vacation with my in-laws and one of my father-in-law's friends like mansplained at me about this book and how it was going to change my life. Mm. This is that kind of book. And was like, I can't believe you've never read The Alchemist. Like, what have you been doing? How dare someone mansplain to a librarian about a book? A, we got off to um, a bad relationship that way. I wasn't actually a librarian yet. I was merely a aspiring librarian, but um, I did feel um, that that was like setting me up for failure with this book. Um, <laughs> I, so here are some things that made me mad. Number one, <laughs> why did they, like he's, he says that his name is Santiago in the first sentence, but then like spends the rest of the book referring to him as the boy. Which I found like so pretentious. Like I gave him a name, but he doesn't actually need a name because he's he's not a boy. He's the boy. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't like that. Italicized the whole time in in your head. And then he says stuff like this: mostly just the hearts of those who are trying to reach their personal legends, but they do help children, drunkards, and the elderly too. Exactly. Those, <laughs> those personal legends, let me tell you. Yes. Um, and also, like, I got mad because there was, like, kind of a cool female character named Fatima, Fatima, but instead of, like, grabbing a horse and going along on the adventure with Santiago, she just, like, stays home and waits for him. See, I wrote a mm. whole thing about this because the whole thing in this book is personal legends, okay? Mm-hmm. It's, like... This whole journey you're going on to improve yourself. So Santiago's fiance, Fatima, is in his personal legend, but she doesn't get to have her own. Exactly. But you know what does? Minerals. Literal, <laughs> literal minerals. Like they mentioned lead and copper having personal legends to evolve to gold. But Fatima has to stay home and wait for Santiago to come back. Fatima really, is ranked below minerals. Yeah, in this book, it's the boy minerals, Fatima. In order of importance. Yeah. And like the horse also oh, like yeah. above Fatima. Yeah. It's, yeah, it it was silly. And also like I feel like he could have also just said like here's my book it's one sentence long sometimes you can find happiness close to home the end instead of like making us go through all this silly stuff it's the journey cricket i don't like it maybe (laughs) it's a journey but cricket doesn't want a plane ticket for it the first (laughs) word i wrote was literally just cringe it is like (laughs) it is self-help fiction in the worst way possible and I'm so glad <laughs> that we are just here to rip it apart. <laughs> yes. I, if, if you loved this book, like my father-in-law's friend, um, well, I, I would gladly mansplain it back at you sometime. I'm, I work here at the library. Come find me. Yeah, you can have a conversation. Yeah. Yep. Well... <laughs> on that note <laughs> <laughs> I should note that going into this podcast Julia was slightly concerned that she was going to be so mean that someone would try to track her down <laughs> I was like if someone could call in they would <laughs> they would because this list I have here <laughs> and I told her she should just live behind the safety that is the microphone and let out her all of her true feelings <laughs> Well, the most interesting part, gentle listener, is that the three people I'm currently sharing a table with are like three of the nicest people you will (laughs) ever meet. So um, if you do feel feelings about this, that's fine. Like feel your feelings, but but know that. um, We're babies, so. (laughs) (laughs) We're gentle hearted inside and we have. If you come in and you're like everything that you said about the alchemist is the stupidest thing I heard. I will cry. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you come in to prove us wrong, bring cleaners. Bring, yeah, literally bring a box of tissues. Or just bring a copy of The Alchemist, which we can rip apart and use as tissues. <laughs> Think of the paper cuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Sam, tell us about your book. I am dying <laughs> to know. I just, it was very hyped up to me by my friend group. We all have, like, a book club together, and they had all read it already, and they're like, you have to read this. And I was like, okay. And I just 
the characters are so annoying. I think, especially the boy, I can't remember his name. See, the boy. Connor. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> I just, he's like, don't tell anyone, okay? You can come over every day, but don't tell anyone. And then she's like, okay. And then they go to college and it's the same thing forever. And I just did not like it. It made me angry. Fair enough. Because <laughs> I very have a fair. book on here just like that. And it's my year of rest oh, and relaxation. I, I love that book. Oh, Ooh. Give Cricket the buzzer. Ooh, okay. interesting. <laughs> because <laughs> we do have the buzzer of disagreement here. Um, but anyone may press to interject that they I'm like. So like let me go first. Let me go I had yes. that. Okay, so okay. we're going to do this as point counterpoint. So first we're going to go over to Julia for the point, And then we'll hear from Cricket for the counterpoint. <laughs> I get it. Okay. (laughs) I get it. I read the book. I see things. I understand. (laughs) Wait, are you talking about the same time? Year of rest and relaxation or normal people? Switch to year of rest and relaxation because I did not like that one either. Thank you. I love that's what I thought you were gonna say at first (laughs) because. I understand it's a cult classic. It's a book talk book, not to be confused yeah. with book talk. The very popular uh, Instagram reel show. Book talk, like TikTok with books. Um, the people love it. And I think I read it a few years ago. And I was like, wait a second. I can't finish this. The characters are too terrible. And I get that's the point. I get it. And I literally wrote here written too well, which made it insufferable. <laughs> insufferable. How dare that book be well written? I do love when wait, can, you can um, edit this out if you need to, but I do love when she takes it in the art gallery. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't love everything else. Julia, are you a supporter of the arts? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the it was in its own way also art. So please let's leave it at that. <laughs> no. But okay, the characters are just like I I love to hate characters, but I just like couldn't. I couldn't do it with this one. Yeah. Oh no, I'm laying around and I'm terrible in New York City or whatever. It's the it it's just too much of the privilege that was just like hard to sit through. Maybe it's like being a chronically ill person reading this this like she's just annoying and whiny. Okay, now so over I'm to counter cricket. counterpoint cricket. Well, no, I just looked up my review of Normal People by Sally oh, Rooney. I, I gave it five stars on Goodreads, <gasps> and Whoa. all I wrote was I like the way Sally Rooney says things. So it is, yeah, I do too. It's, um, you know, it's possible. Yeah, I do think the characters are like flawed for sure, but they were flawed in a way that I related to. Um, like the weird high school relationships rang very yeah. true to me. So um, I also really liked the Hulu show and I had actually seen that before I read the book. So I was like envisioning that kind of that in the background while I read, which may have affected my I haven't my watched perception. the show. Maybe I should. Um, going to my year of rest and relaxation, <laughs> that book is hilarious. The fact that she's so awful is the whole point. <laughs> I laughed so hard reading that book. She's, oh, she's terrible. She has that friend that she hates, mm-hmm. but that keeps coming over and she just hates her. Yeah. Wasn't that funny? That was so funny. <laughs> um, it's funny it in like a in like a Mean Girls kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> like Mean Girls the movie specifically, not Mean Girls in general. Well, yeah, both ring true in this case. Yeah, I guess I, guess I didn't actually write any. Oh wait, I wrote. I have never read anything like this before. It was dark and delightful. So that was my review. I guess I only gave it Whoa. four stars. Dark and delightful. But yeah. Um, my friend Daniel wrote, it's a type of book. And if you're into that type, you'll love it. If not, you won't. People love it. it was recommended to me, so I read it and I was like, yeah. I accidentally got into an argument with someone in the Instagram DMs Uh-oh. about this book, and then I have to block them. And it's someone I know in real life. So oh, no. Hopefully, they don't listen to this podcast. Wow, that really escalated that. Or you get the final yeah. word here because <laughs> they can't yeah. call in. So did they think it was funny? 
Maybe you thought it was. It's like quite literally their favorite book ever. Okay, but not in so, a way like it's ooh. funny, but they were like oh, so true, and I was like, whoa. Hot yeah. Take. Okay, that's a problem. Yeah. You know, I also yeah, I I know people who've liked Twilight, and one person that I knew. Uh, hold on. <laughs> the person that I knew was like very seriously like, this is going to be the book of our generation, guys. It kind of. Is. This is going to be the thing, like. Let me get this leather bound with the yes. silk ribbon bookmark. Like we're also I'm gonna like, get lines like this can't be the standard in which we set society to. Bella, where have you been, Loka? <laughs> we need better representation in relationships. It's so so I also like Twilight. <laughs> Did you not say you haven't read it? But you I just directly never quoted read it. <laughs> of our generation i literally probably have like a hundred twilight quotes floating around in my brain every day i agree with all the arguments against it i don't need to know when this person eats a granola bar it's not a healthy relationship (laughs) the name renesmee is awful Um, (sighs) i could go on about that how much i hate that but i was a teen librarian um starting in 2007 and that was right when those books came wow. out. And just, it's just gonna be a little cheesy, but seeing how enthusiastic they got teenagers who had formerly never touched a book about reading and how we could do the bait and switch, like, oh, you're here for Twilight, <laughs> guess what? There are other books you might like. Um, it just made it hard for me to hate it. And That's also fair. because so many of the teens who came to my like teen advisory board and stuff were into it and wanted to do things like throw a Breaking Dawn release party. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, it just, it, I wouldn't say that I love Twilight, but I've definitely read all four books and I don't find them super objectionable. Uh, it's just the writing is so bad, Cricket, and, <laughs> and the naming is so unoriginal and the characters are also typical and they're also really toxic relationships. That's the point. <laughs> I don't think it it's is. Not the, it's not the point, which what is the sad thing. What if we thing. Twilight <laughs> through a lens? Well, you're trying to give us a cookie to me. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, it, it got a lot of people thinking really critically about toxic relationships, though. Yeah, no, that's the, fine. The backlash But here's fierce. the thing, though. You're talking about, like, the impact the book had versus the actual book itself, which was terrible. <laughs> I accept that criticism. <laughs> because did it have great impacts on getting teenagers enthusiastic about reading? Absolutely. I was one of those teenagers who had friends who didn't read, and then suddenly they wanted to read books with me. And that was great. Um, but also... Also, <laughs> the book itself and the book series itself is terrible. Iconic. Truly. It's camp. <laughs> <laughs> but not intentionally. Someone, someone put that in a shirt, please. <laughs> and the back says, Bella, where have you been, Luke? <laughs> I think Julia should just open up a shirt making company. I should. Julia's hat takes. Quotes from books I've never Never read. read. (laughs) Just out of context. know another popular series that i hate yes. i'm listening <laughs> the diary of the wimpy kid books oh i am with you on that one what about roderick rules <laughs> no <laughs> really roderick doesn't rule i've also never read any of those <laughs> i can tell by the way you said it <laughs> Oh my goodness. I only know that there are um, an infinite amount of the Wimpy Kid books because of checking them in and out all day. they keep coming out with there more. Are, they're all the col- they're all I, color. I hate the main kid. <laughs> yeah. Colorful. I think yeah. I think yeah, like it's I not agree. like 
there's not necessarily the best role model building here. Um, and okay. also, the, like, I appreciate the use of illustration in books, especially for readers who are, you know, like, struggling to getting into reading or those who just yeah. like illustrations because art is great and can definitely enhance a book. I hate the illustration style for these yeah. books. Yeah. And I just think that they're stupid and I can't believe they just keep churning them out. I, I agree with all that. Again, like, got a lot of kids in a reading who... But, yeah, the impact read. of the book is great. But The book itself and the series I, I read the first one in the series because I have nephews and I was, like, trying to be a cool auntie. Yeah. And I was like, I guess I'm not a cool auntie because <laughs> if I ever talk to you about these books, I'm going to take them away and throw them in the trash. My mom wanted to get one for my cousin once for his birthday. And I was like, Mom, why would you do that to my cousin? I thought you loved him. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? So. Some pretty strong opinions yeah. being voiced. We got him a cookbook instead. And it was much better. The joke. diary of a wimpy kid cookbook. Is it like oh Alice and Roman? <laughs> Barefoot Contessa? Junior cookbook or whatever <laughs> from some. It's like the idea of showing up at a seven-year-old's birthday party with barefoot. <laughs> I mean, the idea that like you have teach one young. hand, I remember one kid, and then the other hand, an adult cookbook, and you're like, I guess let's get the cookbook. <laughs> you you know, know, too often. There's a lot of wisdom one can learn from the barefoot contessa. <laughs> That's true. I try to teach him young about how a slow piece of life out in the Hamptons is where it's at. That is what they're aspiring to now. <laughs> really now. <coughs> Diary of a Wimpy Kid can never. <laughs> Diary of a Barefoot Contessa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Spin off <laughs> I would read that. All the stick figures of Jeffrey. <laughs> really slow paced novel but it would just be the most like chill good beach read ever it it would be a beach read book for me (laughs) not hated (laughs) (laughs) cricket is now fanning she's gonna cool down after those heated conversations lately whenever I enter this room I become hysterical Jeff can confirm (laughs) (laughs) All right, Julia, you have like so many on that notebook of yours. I can What's see the note? She wrote on the top Wait of that one. I want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. I agree with it. Bye. I wrote two pages about why I hate Harry Potter. Let me preface this by saying, go ahead. Well, wait, I got a lot of things <laughs> I, to I say. Actually, almost interrupted her. <laughs> Please I was do. like, at any wait. point. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just said the title, and you're like, okay, but actually, <laughs> did the Sam need the buzzer? No, no, no. I, no. I, I agree with whatever you're doing. We, okay. Yeah, we need, like, an affirmative buzzer. Like, ding, ding. second yeah. that. Yeah, there you like, go. like an air horn. <laughs> <laughs> Let me start by saying, <laughs> as a personal preference, I hate fantasy books. I hate books with magic. I what? tried. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it stresses me out. <laughs> I know. Okay, okay. But in this case, (laughs) one for every person at this table except me. But in this case, I also feel this is a great conversation of, hmm, can we really separate the art from the artist? Because, uh oh, Rowling is uh, very problematic, Uh and in a way that she's really doubled down on it. So. Don't want to bring this down to a very depressing level. I think that might be a different podcast episode. Yeah, and uh, as far as the book goes, there's so many better options. I would love to recommend them to you. (laughs) I think there's just so many issues in here. There's like lack of diversity, fat phobia. Um, a uh, focus on a gender binary that's very weird, and uh, I don't love it. So, uh, 
please. I personally I don't like magic books, but I will find you some. There's so many that. good ones. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we still have people coming in asking for it for like nostalgia purposes because yeah. a lot of people did grow up reading them mm-hmm. and I get that. But also a lot of people grew up reading Little House on the Prairie and that mm. book is also riddled with issues. So yes. perhaps we find something better. <laughs> Going over to Sam, what is your, do you have additional notes on Harry Potter? No, I just, I almost mentioned it when you were talking about Twilight. I was like, well, I was definitely a person who went to like Harry Potter releases, the books and the movies, all of them, because I did love it as a child, but I understand the criticism and I don't really affiliate myself with it at all anymore. But I loved it. <laughs> like, I was, my, my you went through grade, a phase. Oh yeah. yeah. My fourth grade teacher read it to us and then I was... I was like hooked and I bought them all and was sitting on the floor and like reading the whole thing in 10 hours like I was nuts but I remember as a kid every time a new book would come out the whole bus to school <laughs> would just be filled with kids reading these books yeah it was intense it, yeah it was but I did I don't know what I it was like it was special when I was you know like in middle school yeah I also grew up with the books they yeah. were they were for a while they were coming up out at the same rate I was aging, which was like yes, for me. Exactly. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, so it could it could partially be nostalgia. But yeah, I do think that the separating the art from the artist is like a whole another podcast that like I could talk endlessly about. Um that's like the biggest example. And I think, you know, if your kids are into Harry Potter, I think it's important to have conversations with them about this stuff. I think it's like a way to mm-hmm. open up the opportunity to have conversations with them about this stuff. But um yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> if you want no, to read I, it, maybe have a conversation will about. Will not read it and will not like recommend. Maybe I don't know, but it was special to me as a child. So I was like, I want to hear all the stuff because I have a lot. Uh, I think it's extra hard when it's something that like as a child you're like, oh, this is the best and yeah. like it's really special and and then later on and like you're like, Man, oh no, why did, she have to why did why did she have to or like also like oh this writing just isn't. This is problematic yeah, now. It, yeah. Now that I'm older, I can see it's problematic. And I think maybe that's a podcast. It's like, uh-oh, when your favorite is actually problematic. Yeah, there used to be a Tumblr called All Your Faves Are Problematic. Yeah, <laughs> <That> was, um, <laughs> uh, yeah it's, you know, it's a decision everybody has to make for themselves because, you know, John Lennon beat his wife. Yeah. David Bowie was a predator. I love their music. It's, you know, you just, you have to make your own decisions and, and be aware of stuff. But yeah. at some point you can't, um, there's no ethical consumption of anything yes. anymore. So, yeah. Um, yeah. cause really like we're, we're all garbage. No, like even. <laughs> you have to draw the line somewhere between. <laughs> at this table. Between of, a person. And gentle, and... kind, sweet librarians. <laughs> um, you know, we're all trash. So. Yeah. Yeah. We can't be as pure as our cat's hearts. Yeah, it's true. Can I talk about Out of the Dust by Karen Hess? <laughs> sure. Yes. Please do. I've not read it. So um, I, I grew up the daughter of a children's <laughs> librarian. And so my mom was always bringing home from the school media center where she worked what I called metal books. So they would be the books with the Newberry medal. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so one day she brought home Out of the Dust, which had a giant medal on it. And I was like, this book is so good. You should read this book. And I guess I like didn't have any other books because usually she would bring those home and I would ignore them. And then she would take them back because they were overdue. But um, for some reason, I read this book. It was the first book I read that was written in verse, which I was like interested in. I was like, oh, it's it's like a novel, but it's like poems. Um, and then I decided I hated novels in verse because I didn't understand why it was written in verse. I didn't think it added anything to the mm-hmm. book. And then also there's the story. So Out of the Dust is about the dust bowl, which Jeff can already confirm that I don't like dust. Um, <laughs> I don't like a lot of Westerns because they're too dusty. So the dust bowl probably isn't a thing that I was going to be into anyway. But while they're living in Oklahoma, and all their crops are dying and dust is blowing everywhere. Um, this this young woman whose name is, I think, Billy Joe, 
Um, her only joy in life is to play the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only thing that brings her happiness because everything else is garbage. Sounds very sad. Yeah, there's no food. Everything's covered in dust. Yeah. No money. <laughs> her mom's pregnant. Um, so again, her one joy, playing the piano. And then um, one day when her mother is pregnant, she accidentally sets her mom on fire and kills her and her younger sibling and also burns her hands trying to put out the fire so she can no longer play the piano. Holy cow, Craig, this goes from dark to darker. Right? And I was furious with my mother. <laughs> I Yeah. It's just like, why would you give me this book? <laughs> the metal. She was like, well, it's about, you know, she endures hardships. And I was like, ah! Them. <laughs> yeah. And so I never read another metal book again until grad school when I had to for an assignment. To be fair, and we could have a whole conversation about it. I also have some strong feelings about a lot of books that end up on metal lists and stuff. Like Um, especially medals for kids. Because the kids would never give those books medals. It's just adults. Yeah, it's adults thinking what is art, essentially, versus what is actually like a book that all the kids are like, yes, best book ever. I don't know. Whoa. Different, maybe different audiences there like sometimes. Diary of a Wimpy Kid would have a medal. Say, I was gonna say it's Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, it's either that or like Dogman or Captain Underpants. Like yeah. one of those would oh, have like a cat. medal. Oh Pete yeah. The cat. Pete the Cat. I do. I do like Pete the Cat's vibe. You, yeah. Yeah. Pete the Cat a medal. <laughs> Give Personally. Pete a medal. He would share it with his friends and bake them all cupcakes, so yeah. that they have a groovy time with their band. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> yeah, so I see we have no out of the dust apologists here. So. No. I actually no. had not heard no, of that book, but I so. think I will not. Good go on. Yeah, that sounds real sad. Um I have to say that like you like going into like dark books and stuff like that cuz that kind of was dark. Stephen King books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um not just it. Um, though it is included in that list um uh, the movies and shows are pretty good uh the books i just i can't i i have talked to people who love these books i understand their point of view of like sometimes you're like it's like oh this building a really good scene and like yeah but it's just so wordy about it yes. like leave something to my imagination i can fill in the details with my imagination of what this room looks like or like what the sound is there's just so many words I'm like gosh steven are you just being paid by the word here because this is just so wordy and i can't yeah. get through it. it it ruins the tension it ruins the spooky horrorness when you have nothing left to the imagination because my anything in my imagination is going to be scarier than anything written down right in front of me in plain day like i just they're not scary because it's over explained and yeah. over described and i just i can't read stephen king books they're just yeah. too wordy I've actually never read one, but I turned around just now because the Stephen King books are shelved right behind They're us. They're literally looking and at I, I have like an shelf. arbitrary dislike of him because I feel like he hogs shelf space yeah. because all of his books yes. are so fat. And They're all door stoppers. So many. To get ready for this, I was reading like hundreds of reviews of books on Goodreads <laughs> because I was like, what do the people say? And someone said, I would love to ke- keep the book it at arm's length, but it's so hard to hold such a heavy book with an extended <laughs> arm and I was like yes that That's and I actually did some fact checking so I was like wait this can't be true um the main characters in the book it it takes 350 pages of the book for all of them to have met the monster and acknowledged its existence because there's so much text about the architecture <laughs> exactly <laughs> like, my point like i i don't really know it is unnecessarily lengthy i think yeah maybe just to take up space i have nothing else no yeah great example with the architecture it's good to know what the buildings look like sure could we summarize it maybe in like a sentence or two like hey it's a historic little town whatever (laughs) like 
We don't need to go into so many descriptions of every single building and on the Main clothing Street. and the clothing and everyone's but vibe and, how, and what Mrs. So and So had for lunch that day. Like, I want Erin to abridge not. audiobooks of like, yeah. and just like I'll just hear her say it was a historic little town, and all of a sudden you like saved like four hours. Yeah, yeah, you literally would. And I love that so much of it is like unnecessary details, and then. Beverly, the one girl character, is so underdeveloped. But we know everything about this town. Um, Yeah. Stephen King has a thing. And not when the main character is femme, but when there's a femme-presenting character in an ensemble, they have literally no personality. But you will know what they look like because he will yeah. tell you on every page what they look but like. But their personality is, quote, unquote, girl. Beverly <laughs> is described as being like so pretty on every single page that she comes up on. And I'm like, sir, please. That's her personality. She's so pretty. <laughs> like, it is just a thing in like so many of his books that I'm like, you can just say if you don't know how to write you know character. It's okay. Steven, your secret is safe with Julia. <laughs> yeah. Except for now it's not. It's all out of the podcast airwaves. <laughs> Steven's going to hunt you down uh, now. Oh my God. That's just There's going to be a 10 page essay sent to you with complaining about it but it's not going to say anything. Okay, Aaron will summarize it for I'm you. I'm really hoping he describes the building that he's in because if not, how will I know what's happening in the story? I'll just read the 10 page essay from Steven and it'll be like, Julia, you hurt my feelings. That's, that's a summary. And then Aaron will be like, and he was in a little historic town. <laughs> what was he wearing? Yeah, was he so pretty? Steven, you're so pretty. Oh my gosh. No. Sam, what else did you hate? I thought I had them all in my brain. Um, I put her on the spot. It's yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like classics that I hated in high school when I thought I knew what cool things were, like Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I think I hated The Great Gatsby. Yes. Wait, can I have that buzzer, please? <laughs> you have to look at it through the lens that he's in love with him, please. Oh, they're all symbols, okay? <laughs> I know. What about the billboard with the eyes? <laughs> it was an AP lit, and all we did. <laughs> what about the green light at the end of the dock? I don't what care. about Daisy crying about the shirts? <laughs> she never sees such beautiful shirts. <laughs> oh my god! But I will say. <laughs> Team Sam here. I thought the Great Gatsby was kind of like it's a little bit pretentious. Yeah, and I think the overall plot, when you look at it on a surface level, is pretty gosh darn sad. I think maybe I should read it again. I am not sixteen anymore. Put on those lenses. So so fun fact: (laughs) F. Scott Fitzgerald also trash. That's honestly so true. Um, I. I read it in high school and was like, I just like impressed myself so much by like getting all the metaphors. So I think I was just like, yes, I was just kind of like, 
obsessed with how cool I felt while I was reading yes. this book. Yeah. You're like getting good grades on the papers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you know. So annoying. Um and yeah, I rereading a bunch of Fitzgerald as an adult, it's um a different experience. A lot of it's pretty awful. But <laughs> I don't know. I think the jazz age is interesting. I think um the all the expats who went over and like lived in Paris and as Jeff may or may not know I love like one of my hobbies is actually hating Ernest Hemingway um, oh yeah I wow. I hate him so much that it turned to the corner to like obsession I actually I went to um down to Florida and visited his like home <laughs> you're like I yeah. hate this guy <laughs> like, I hate this guy I, have to see his I, house. I love to read like books that are critical of him I love to think about how much I hate him it's not like when you hate something you don't even want to think about it I just like sometimes just it. You revel in your I hate. revel in hating Ernest <laughs> yes. And so, like, um, because he and F. Scott Fitzgerald, like, didn't get along famously, I feel like I have to love F. Scott Fitzgerald because we're both on Team F. Ernest. <laughs> yeah. I love learning this about you. Yeah, you're, you're learning way too much about me during this podcast. <laughs> um, a book that I hate, and I will give no reason because I think it's self-explanatory, Catcher in the Rye, <laughs> and that's uh, all. You know, Anyone gonna buzz in on that? Because no. Whoa! Um, I loved that book until I read the memoir of a woman who <laughs> JD Salinger like totally groomed. Oh no! So I was just buzzing in to say, fun fact: JD Salinger also trash. Noted. <laughs> There's a lot of like yeah. quote unquote classics that I just don't care for. I also read Memoirs of a Geisha. Didn't like that. I'm trying to think of all the books I had to read. Oh, uh, I you know I liked the movie version adaptation of that, I think but I um, I I liked Pride and Prejudice, but there's a lot of like Austin books and stuff that I don't. They're just not for my cup of tea. I like. I don't like the historic. Yeah. I like that Jane Austen names all the best characters Jane. (laughs) (laughs) Because if I was gonna write a bunch of books, you know I'm doing that. Like Julia's so cool and so so pretty, (laughs) and that's all we need to know about her. Whole character built done check. Now what building does she live in? No, I'm in charge of reading the building descriptions. Okay. It was old and big. <laughs> there you go. Um, has anyone read Out of Africa by someone who used the pen name Isaac Dennison, but whose name was actually Karen Blixen? What? No. No, I have not. Please, please elaborate on so this, this book. So this is a, a famous biography, and it was turned into a famous movie that had, like, Robert Redford in it. And, um... So she was like a, well, I kept hearing that she was such an interesting lady because she lived in Africa and she like flew planes. And Paula McLean wrote uh, like a novelization about um, one of her friends where she was like doing cool female pilot stuff and having adventures. So I thought it was going to be really exciting. So I got the book out of Africa and it was so boring. And um, so she's just like a lady named Karen who lives in Africa and has servants. And like she keeps comparing them to animals, which is like really uncomfortable. Mm. And then um, like the only interesting thing about her that I heard through other sources was that she had like an affair with this hot pilot. But then she doesn't mention him at all in her memoir. So I was like, boo, you didn't tell me the juice. The juicy, spicy stuff is gone. Yeah. And then at the end of the book... um, she has to leave her farm in Africa. She has to go out of Africa, hence the name. And she's like trying to decide, like she's having this like moral quandary if she should just like shoot her dogs and horses or give them away to her friends and she can't decide. Why is this a thing you have to question and wonder about? Oh, you know, so, old, old, old yeller over here. Oh, no, not old yeller. I know. It was just like, I couldn't believe, it was one of those books where you're like, I want my life back, right? Yeah. Like, I want the hours I spent waiting for this to get good, because I really thought it might get good. <laughs> I want those hours back. That's mm-hmm. like it. It got worse. Okay. Yeah. That's a question that Aaron and I had. 
all these books, did we all finish all of them? Or is there a point that you're like, I really yeah. can't commit where's, anymore time Where's the this? point where you pull out that parachute and just jump out? Today, I only talked about books that I had actually finished yeah. because to truly hate something, I feel like I need to experience the whole thing. Yeah, that's that's fair. But there are a lot of books on my abandoned shelf on Goodreads that I pulled the plug on early. Do you have a set rule for when you pull the plug or is it just like if you just reach a point where like, I, used, eh. I used to do the Nancy Pearl rule. Are you guys familiar with that? Mm-hmm. So Nancy Pearl, a famous librarian from Seattle, would say sub- subtract your age from the number 100 and that's how many pages of a book you should read before giving up on it. Okay. Um, but as I've gotten older and older and therefore can read fewer pages of the book, I've been like, F it. And just like... <laughs> thrown things across the room as soon as I decided I wasn't into them and there's like a pretty like I have a good marker of when I shouldn't finish a book which is when I will literally do anything to avoid reading and I start to think I hate reading because that's not true I know that I actually love reading but if I keep looking at the book and being like I would literally rather do anything than read this book then that's like a pretty good sign that I should no longer read the book I'm now a do not finish reading the book if I don't like it person. I was always, I would read the whole thing. I read all of Normal People because my friends hyped it so much. But now if I don't like it, I'll just like toss it. Well, just as it's fun to hate Ernest Hemingway, sometimes it's really fun to hate read a book. That's true. Now I kind of want to like dive into it so that I can know, understand your hatred. Yeah. What about um, you? Come to the dark side. <laughs> I haven't since for, I don't know, probably high school. What about you? Well, when, when do you jump out? Well, <laughs> see, here's the thing. I have a very niche reading. Um, I don't know. You've got you've got a type. And uh, if I'm like, hmm, let me go outside of that. It's based on vibes alone. If I start reading it and I'm like, hmm, this doesn't feel right. It's immediately gone. But I just feel like there's not enough time to read books you don't like. So exactly. just don't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think when I was younger, like junior high in particular, I had a lot of free time to read. Like I could do a whole book in the afternoon yes. after school got out. So it was like it was not a big deal for me to be like, eh, it's not a great book. I'll just finish it. Now that my time has become more precious to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm much more likely to jump out of that plane and not go on that journey any longer when it starts to get to a point where like, I don't like this. I don't want to read this. I hate the person. I hate this book. Why am I doing this myself? I don't like this feeling. I'm just going to go and read something I would actually enjoy with my limited free time. I have had it before, though, that I start reading a book and I'm like, this is not what I want right now. And I'll come back and I'll really love it. So sometimes it is the right book. It's just the wrong time. Exactly. You sometimes have to recognize. Yeah, like last summer, Jeff... Sarah Bowman, if you remember her, and Jordan all told me that they loved the book um, Dusty. Larry McMurtry. It's Dusty. Lonesome Dove by Larry McMurtry. And because I hate dust in westerns, I challenged myself to read this dusty book because I I was just like in the mood for a challenge. So I started reading it and like one of the first things that happens was that like a man put on a pair of pants and that pair of pants was full of centipedes and those centipedes bit his legs and his legs fell off. And so I was like... (laughs) What on earth? I cannot read this dusty book full of no. leg-eating centipedes. Mm-mm. But then, I mean, like, mm-mm. I was like, I was, mm-mm. I pictured Jeff's face in my head, and I pictured Sarah Bowman's face and Jordan's face, and I was like, well, those are all nice. I'm people, just gonna like but... keep reading. I'm gonna give it a little more time, and I wound up loving this book. <gasps> and Whoa. yeah, it was just like that they put the hurdle right in front for me to get over it, and I really enjoyed the time that I spent with it, and it was such a different experience than any other book I'd ever read because. I hate dust so much. Mm-hmm. So that was like a fun one, but I did have to take a few breaks from it. Like Julia said, like if there was a time when I was like feeling like stressed out about dust, um, I would like maybe <laughs> read like a kid's graphic novel or something as like a palate cleanser and then get back to Dusty Larry. Yeah. Um, wait, what, what was the book called? 
Lonesome Dove. See, it should be Dusty Dove. Right? <laughs> Dusty Dove. That's all I kept thinking it was called yeah. the whole time. Dusty Dove centipede pants. Cut. Well, you went to centipede that alone. It's like I was like I'm noped out of that book. No. Nope. Mm, nope. Maybe I would like the rest, but. Mm. So gross. The only time I feel like I have to finish a book is if it's for like a book club with my friends, and sometimes I'll hate whatever they're making me read. Yeah, but no. Then sometimes I love it. So. That's a great point. Like sometimes we read stuff for like book club or whatever, and having different opposing points of view for a book club, we are all it's very the most fun. It makes it the fun. best yeah. conversations yeah. when you can go and have friendly banter back and forth about yes. different parts of a book and what you liked and disliked about it. Um, once again, going back to different viewpoints about a book. It, yeah. it's, it's fun. The spice best book club meeting I ever attended was last August for Vladimir by Julia May Jonas mm-hmm. because there were 35 people who came to Ferndale Project to talk about that book and they every single person had a different take on that book. Ooh, and it. it was so much fun. Yes. You know what else has been so much fun? This podcast. This yeah. podcast has been so much fun. So true. Um, I want to thank y'all for coming out and talking about books that we hate with us. You know, with us. I didn't even it's get to talk time. about all my books. This went so Oh my fast. gosh. We Should we fast. just do really, really fast? I was like, go down the list of all the books that we didn't get to talk about today that you I hate? I think this should be a two-parter in like six months. Yeah. I think we should come back. Okay. I got to talk about Matilda. Yeah. That's true. I had, Wait. yes. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Oh, Sam and I are lunging across the table doing like a Homer Simpson the buzzer, style. I though. I don't. <laughs> that was so forceful. <laughs> Well, you guys, I've got the ending script, so I'm going to cut it now. We will talk about Matilda next time. Interesting. Stay tuned. Yeah, let me, I have so much time, I might write an essay about it. So I would enjoy that. I will write I, And then I will summarize it. I'm going to write a Stephen King-sized book about this. And then I'll summarize it into uh, five Julia sentences. didn't like this book. <laughs> Julia thought the this book, book was stupid. Matilda. I don't think it's stupid. Okay. We're cutting it now. <laughs> All right, Julia, <laughs> close us out. Thank you for listening <laughs> to another episode of A Little Too Quiet brought to you by the Friends of the Ferndale Library. <laughs> Find more info about the Friends and how to support this podcast by visiting ferndalefriends.com. It says dot o, but I mean, I think it means dot org. So ferndalefriends.org if you missed that. Thank you to John Duffy for providing us theme music. And thank you to our guests, Cricket and Sam, for joining oh us. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you're welcome. you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And don't forget to visit your local library and sign up for a library card. We'll be back next week for more about Matilda. <laughs> you will not. <laughs> it's not going to be next week. Goodbye.